Blog Talk Radio. Come on now, it's not playing. I'm sorry, Brad, it's not working. Oh. Okay, let's see. Well, let me refresh the screen. I'm sorry, Brad. Um, this has never happened before, so I just rebuked the devil right now that's messing with my technology. Well, we'll just move forward, Brad. Uh, good evening and welcome to Brad's Time Live. This is your host, We are tonight. Bride Radio. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministry, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Bride Time Live. This is your host today, Dr. June Knight. Listen, Bride, it is my honor to host ministers from all over the world. We are honored to hear their life stories because it is for God's glory. What is their journey like? Listen with us today as we give God glory for this person. Amen. All right, Brad. Hey, I'm so excited for you to be with me tonight. We are coming to you tonight live from Washington, D.C. 
and I'm so excited to have my guest on here tonight from the great state of Arkansas. Please give it up for Pastor Arthur Hunt. How you doing, sir? You know, I'm doing very good. I'm enjoying your uh, multiple talents that uh, bring this program to the market, uh, Facebook live streaming and your uh, We Are The Bride uh, radio.com. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for being with us tonight. Now, listen, uh, when Sarah Lowe from the National Day of Prayer introduced us, I was fascinated with what your vision is because of what I've been through personally with prayer with the Lord, and my spirit just leaped. Like, I was so excited. Like, this is epic, what our country needs. So if you don't mind, sir, I'm going to give you the floor, and I would like for you to talk to the bride about specifically this project and what it is that you're looking for, and then we will go into your life story. Yes, this is a a time first that uh, many are starting the uh, year in a positive way, and to complement a fresh start, Uh, God has given us a day. Uh, It's a day that we've had now for 36 years, the third Monday in January. And this third Monday, uh, a federal holiday, uh, has been, uh, and uh, many have brought many uh, great moments uh, commemorating uh, the life of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Uh, I see it as a day more than a uh, holiday, uh, as a holy day. And I I see God allowing us as a body of Christ uh, to come together and truly bring honor to him. Uh, Many are off work, uh, paid holiday leave, and other circumstances now are, uh, of course, uh, uh, contributing to uh, a need for God's love and God's people to come together. So I am working on uh, the first MLK Holy Day, the cleanse. And the cleanse is how we will bring people from across the nation and from across uh, the globe uh, to honor the God of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, our God, uh, the God of the Bible. Yes, now do you mind telling the bride exactly what is the cleanse? So when we look at the word of God and to bring harmony and application to your ministry, uh, Ephesians 5.25, it talks about husband loves, love your wives as Christ also loved the church. And he gave himself for it. And so uh, he saw the people that were uh, disconnected, God, and we're similarly in the day where God saw this in the day of Noah, uh, that there were people who were being blessed but not truly appreciating the God that blessed them. And so when we detach ourselves from God, we can get into contamination, we can get into pollutants, and we can become... Um, a part of a uh, disconnected or a part of a worldly uh, uh, group, and God wants to bring us back to him. And so the church 
he wants to sanctify us, and he does it with the cleansing uh, of the word, by the word. And so what we're doing is just taking God at his word and, you know, reading the word. Faith uh, is what is required to please God. We cannot please God according to scripture without faith. It's not just a word, but it's a, uh, a word that means you have taken God for the truth of who he is. You're hearing that word and you are walking in demonstration knowing that it is a covenant that God will not break. And so God right. is allowing his word to get us ready, to cleanse us. And so the cleanse is how Jesus uh, brought salvation and redemption. And now that he's gone, we take his word and we look at a world that is full of uh, so much uh, evil and hate, violence, murder, and there's only yeah. one way up and out, and that's that's God's word. Yes. So we're Do you mind if I share with them? Go ahead. No, we're going to uh, just take God's word, and from Arkansas across America, uh, the whole Bible, the entire Bible will be read during this uh, MLK holiday weekend. Which is so excited, and it actually goes 24 hours. Can you explain how it works? Absolutely. So Sunday after church, this Sunday the 20th, uh, many people are looking for uh, what am I going to do with my family? What am I going to do with uh, this weekend off, three-day weekend? And what we're uh, submitting is let us pray. Let us pray the word of God. And so Sunday uh, at 4 o'clock Central Time, uh, Arkansas starts reading the word of God. And we start in Genesis, and from Arkansas across uh, America, each state has a segment. And the segment is about an hour and 45 minutes. Seven people uh, will read 15-minute increments, and their state will have uh, allowed this uh, unity uh, and this spirit-filled, I call it an IV, you know, a spiritual IV. Uh, the word of God right. is going into the veins, into the blood, uh, from the washing of the, uh, with the word and the blood into this whole nation. And we're going to get purified. You know, when you go to the uh, hospital, one of the first things they do is to start an IV because they may not know what's uh, actually happening in the body, but they know it's a good thing to start flushing out any toxins anything uh, yes. that could be uh, adding to the disease. And so they started IV. And so we will uh, have this word going into uh, every part of this nation from Arkansas across America. So right now we're uh, asking people who will read and pray the word uh, to sign up. And we'll talk about how they could do that uh, during the program. Okay, do you mind if I share the analogy that I gave this morning on your radio broadcast? Oh, please. You know, you you can do it so well, so I, I want to make sure I can learn it so I can do it. Uh, I was telling him on his radio broadcast this morning that 
the Lord showed me that we are all trees in God's great garden. And so when a person is not saved, when they're not connected to their creator, they are a dead tree walking, which is why the Bible says that they're a useless stick and they have to throw it. He has to throw it into the fire. But when a tree uh, connects with the creator and gives its life to the Lord, then a supernatural thing happens. It then exits out of the natural world. I mean, really, if you think about the way we come through the womb, we're coming out of the supernatural, you know, into the natural world. But when you get saved, you're going out of the natural back into the supernatural. So what happens is is your your roots, the Lord showed me, goes down into the earth like you're planted into the kingdom, and then your roots connect to the rivers of living water. So what happens is, is the water comes up through your tree and it refreshes your tree and your tree is alive. And then your tree starts bearing fruit because the rivers are flowing and it's fresh. So that's why you need the sun. It's like uh, photosynthesis. It all works together. The water, the sun, and everything, it all works together. So what I see is, As all 50 states are gathering, and there's seven from each state, when they're all reading the word of God, they are connected to the rivers from heaven, releasing the breath of God into the atmosphere. It's a spiritual warfare strategy. So it's releasing the rivers on the inside of all the trees across this garden of America. And then we're doing warfare. This whole thing is warfare. So when he says, like it says right here in Ephesians, washing of the water of the word, it is by them releasing the word of God. The word is the sword, remember. So it's releasing the warfare and cleansing the nation by doing that. And I also had another revelation a minute ago when you was reading the word. When it says right here, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord for the husband. Oh, wait a minute, let me back up. Um, No, it's the one you said. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Okay, then that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Now, if you look at the way God was about Israel, God was married to her, okay? The United States has a covenant. She's like married to God, okay? So when we're doing this, we are washing our country, his bride. That's what I see, sir. Well, it's a beautiful narrative. And David, uh, in the first song, uh, gave a, a depiction. He says, you'll be like a tree. You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. If we can follow the blueprint, don't walk in the counsel right. of the ungodly. Don't stand uh, in the way of the sinners, hanging out with people who can uh, give us bad ideas and give us uh, the habits that can take us out of harmony. Don't sit yeah. in the seat of the scornful. But our delight is in the law. Now, this is important. Our delight is in the law of the Lord. So the law of the Lord is what we meditate 
uh, in day yes. and night. And if, and if the law of the Constitution is not in exact alignment with the law of the Lord, we don't follow the law of the Constitution. If the law of a corporate or a civil law does not uh, align itself with the law of the Lord, then we do, we do not meditate or adhere. And so when we have that in concrete, then we'll be like the tree that is very difficult to uproot. And so when we right. are planted and we don't have our seed in the soil, you know, the parable of the sower, uh, then we miss out on the depth that keeps us yes. planted and well-nourished. That's your uh, yes. great analogy. I'm just, yes. I'm just putting a, a, a perspective uh, with you. And so, yes. uh, so David said in Psalm 1, then Jesus in 1233 Matthew, he says, since you're going to be like a tree, he says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. And so right. we are looking exactly. at – say that again? I said exactly, yes, sir. So if we're looking at a – the fruit is corrupt. If yes. we're looking at a righteous uh, or a good country, that's because the tree is good. And so Jesus says, yes. either make the tree good. How do you make a tree good? You, talk, you start with the seed. And if it's a good seed, then you – I'll do five things with a seed, just for those who are listening. It's a, uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do at the end of the show. I'm going to talk about the, the five principles of a destiny seed, the five principles oh, okay. of a destiny seed. Yeah, so we'll talk about that, but we can help make the tree good, or we can understand how a tree and fruit become corrupt. And so America, uh, we took a report card last night, on one of our prayer vision casting calls, and yes. most people gave America a D minus or D plus for how are we uh, being graded on the love subject. It comes to love in America, are we doing an A plus or an F, or where, where are we when it comes to the love that is resonating in this nation? And so. Uh, we have an opportunity January 20th, starting at 4 p.m. through the 21st, to really uh, bring a regenerating and a washing and a cleansing of this United States of America uh, yes. through and by the Word of God. Now, we don't want to miss that yes. because it's not lightweight. This is not a lightweight moment. It is so powerful if you go to the day of Noah. Now, Noah uh, was one who was favored by God. Now, Arkansas is the only state in the Bible, so just know that. Noah looked out of the ark and saw Arkansas. So we, we got some real... <laughs> that is awesome. That is uh, I, well, I borrowed that from Happy Caldwell, who is the owner of a Victory Television Network in Arkansas, and when I go to his show or we hear him talking, sometimes he'll tell people that Arkansas is the only state in the Bible. But the pertinency of, of Noah 
was yeah. the the earth uh, was corrupt and it was full of violence. Uh, yeah. And if you look at, there were wicked uh, people. God had blessed, but they took the blessings for granted so much until they factored God out. And God said, yeah. this is not, he, he was grieved. Yeah, you know, this is not why I created mankind. So here's right. what I'm going to do. I'm going to show, because he already knew it was going to happen, but he wanted to put a, uh, put a, uh, a precursor, and he wanted us to see uh, his sovereignty so we could understand the, the blueprint. So if the creation messes up, what does God do? Well, he takes those who are messing up, and he gives them an if and says, you're not going to go to the next level. It's done throughout yes. the biblical record when, when God leaves people behind because they choose to go otherwise uh, in harmony with his will, his word, his way. And so yes. here we are, 2019, God is about to set forth a similar operation. Now, they didn't believe Noah. Oh, no, they didn't believe that Noah was favored to do such a strategic uh and a work that would be documented as a powerful removal of stain and blemish, uh, that God says is not going to come into the next era. So he washed the earth with a flood. That's the washing. Wow, that we saw. this is good. Yeah. So he says, I'm going to show you what the uh, – he has command of all the elements, the earth, the wind, the water, uh, the fire. Everything that God made, he has command of it. You see, iron is strong. Iron is strong. Yeah. But, but fire melts it. And fire is strong, but water puts it out. Water is strong, but the clouds evaporate it. The clouds are strong, but the wind can drive them away. But Almighty God, through Jesus, can speak to the wind and say, you, peace, be still. So everything that God made is under his sovereign oversight. So he took the water and says, I'm going to clean this nation. Lord, get me your boys. Take your wife. We're going somewhere. And so that's what he's saying with the cleanse. Some of us are going to come out of our habits that are contradictory to God's word. It is not a political, it is not an academic, it is not any type of philosophical uh, concept or narrative that will bring the nation up and back to God. It is righteousness. That's all. That's it. That exalts the nation. It is righteousness that brings us up where God desires to commune with us. And so we are getting ready. God put Reverend King into this earth um, 90 years ago on tomorrow. Tomorrow, it would be the 90th birthday had he lived. Um, and you could do the chronology. He only lived to be 39 before he was assassinated. But this is a day that God says, look and see, I want a holy nation. Now, we're not going to do barbecues only. We're not going to go and shop only. We're not just going to go entertainment only. We're going to consecrate 
and we're going to pray forward the next generation that will live holy unto the Lord. So as we look at the cleanse, and those of you who can uh, follow us with your uh, devices, your tablets, your smartphones, smart televisions, uh, MLK Bible. Dr. June gave the uh, domain, the website early on, but MLK Bible. And so when you see MLK attached to Bible, what that's all about is just letting everybody know that he was a biblical rights uh, leader more so than any other thing. What you're doing what you're doing is paramount right now because we need to pull that lasso the bride back together and say, look, this is we need to do this again. You know what I'm saying? Well, regenerate. Read G-E-N-E. So to uh, regenerate you have to take the genes, the genetics, uh, and there are spiritual genetics. There are people who are born again, and God right. says that's the one I want to uh, bring to be fruitful and multiply. So if you multiply bad times bad, you're going to get double bad. Well, you know, right. more bad. So you don't want bad genes to be multiplied because multiplying evil, multiplying hate, Multiplying violence, murder, divisiveness. If you multiply that, you'll see a multiplicity. And the multiplicity can be uh, very, very uh, dangerous, catastrophic. And so God says, I got to do surgery. I got to get this poison, get this contaminant, get this disease out of the body. Because if I don't get this out of the body, the body's going to be sick. And the body is right. sick. Uh, it has no uh, ability to function in a whole and productive manner. So God is right. going to be doing some regenerating. Well, I would like for us to go back in time a little bit and talk about you as a man. Was you born in Arkansas, and was you born in a big family, a small family? What? Tell us about you. Well, maybe not that important for people to know about me, but I grew up in Arkansas, uh, a southern uh, part of this United States, a uh, small but not insignificant uh, city of Dumas. And Dumas yeah. is under uh, uh, 5,000 in population. And so I grew up okay. in Dumas, third, a third-generation minister. My grandfather's on my mother's wow. matriarchal and my grandfather on my uh, father's side, the patriarchal, uh, were all in ministry. And, um, wow. Yeah, so uh, that's how I grew up seeing uh, commitment to God. And so I just did not want to be a preacher. I didn't want to do anything that they were doing. Uh, get me out of Arkansas right. and uh, let me do something else. Yeah. So I grew up in Arkansas and, and saw commitment, sacrifice. And I was like, okay, you all can do it, no disrespect, but uh, let me get out of here and do something that's a little more 
uh, fun and uh, uh, productive and prosperous. Uh, and it's not that they right. were not favored and blessed of God, but many people in small town uh, Arkansas and small town USA, you know, seek for a better uh, and more expansive life that's available. And so, yeah. uh, but that's that's my upbringing. Uh, I'm one of nine children that my parents uh, raised, and I'm in the middle. I'm number five, four ahead and four behind. So I'm uh, one of two uh, male children and the other seven uh, girls, women. So that's the short of how I grew up in a biological, you know, family. Okay, so what happened after that? Did you, when you was a teenager, uh, did you have a lot of battles in ministry, you know, like uh, people thinking that you should automatically take the throne, you know, type of deal? Did you feel a lot of pressure because of that? Well, not a lot of pressure, but, you know, some people will uh, associate that you're going to be a minister. Of course, I probably was acting uh, like I was going to be one. Uh, But it does have some uh, correlation to uh, your legacy. And many people want you to preach or they want you to be in the ministry. And so you just have to know uh, as a young person, uh, what's going on, but, you know, keep your eyes open for what the true call uh, that God has for you is is all about. I didn't think I was going to be a preacher, I can tell you that, uh, as a teenager. Right. So at what and, age did you truly give your life to the Lord and decide to take your calling on? What age was that? I'm still working on it. Yeah, it's something that, you know, uh, we make commitment and then you find out that you have to make a greater commitment and then you have to continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our yeah. Lord and Savior. So it's a it's a process. So I'm in my uh, 20s and I'm living in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, and I'm able to understand a little more about God and the ministry. And so I was about 28 when I really said, you know, I'm going to accept my call to do ministry. Uh, no specific area, but just God is calling me to do ministry. And at that time, uh, that's when I in Memphis, began to hear more about Reverend Dr. King. And so at 28, uh, I was guided to go to Atlanta uh, on a Thanksgiving uh, holiday. I didn't go home. First time I missed Thanksgiving. And I went to Atlanta, ended up at the King Center. It was not on my uh, route. So I went to the King Center. I don't know how I got there. I was going on a kind of a better way with a girl, lady, this and that and the other. And I ended up going to the King Center. And when I came back uh, to Memphis, uh, 
there was no major celebration for Reverend Dr. King. This was in 1980, now 89. Wow, really? Yeah, so uh, in about two weeks, God just said, do a big event. And it was an event that I had two weeks to put together. We didn't have the money. I just said, I'm not going to do it at a church. I'm not going to do it at a school. I'm going to do this at the Orpheum Theater, Theater, the Orpheum, the Broadway uh, Theater, the venue where the Broadway shows. It cost about $10,000 to do a show. But I said, I don't want to do this that uh, in any way that would not give the highest honor and respect to the life of Dr. King. And so uh, I I got on the phone. I knew that Dr. E.V. Hill was a friend of Reverend King. And I said, I'm going to bring one of the greatest preachers to do the keynote message. And I called Dr. Hill. And he didn't know me. And I found yeah. him in the phone book in Mount Zion Baptist Church in California. You know Dr. E.V. Hill? I'm sure. Oh, uh, yes. I've seen him on TV and yeah. <laughs> so Dr. Hill, very famous, very powerful. And so I get him yeah. on the phone. This is in 1989. I said, Dr. Hill, my name is Arthur Hunt. You don't know me. I'm in Memphis. I want to do something big for Dr. King's federal holiday. And I know you uh, were his friend. And I want you to come and do the keynote uh, address. And he said, son, I'll get back with you. And he hung up the phone. This was like... And he uh, knew he didn't week. have any money, probably. probably knew, he probably knew a whole lot more than I will ever know, just to give yeah. him his props. Uh, yeah. So... This was at the end of December in 89. And so the first week of January, I get a call from Dr. Hill's office. And the lady says, I'm calling on behalf of Dr. Hill. So I'm excited. She said, Dr. Hill will be flying into Memphis on Sunday, January 14th. Wow. And she said he'll be departing on Tuesday, January 16th. Now, January 15th, which is tomorrow, was the first federal holiday on Dr. King's birthday in the history of the federal holiday, and I did that in Memphis 30 years ago. And, so, and that was on January um, 15th? Yeah, he was born January 15th. The holiday is always the third Monday uh, in January, right, right. so it, it's a part of the first Monday holiday sequence. That's how holidays are yeah. sequenced since 1968. Uh, that's a good history. So he'll be coming in on Sunday, January 14th, today, and he'll be departing on Tuesday, January 16th. Well, you know, I'm just overjoyed. I bet. So, but now I'm thinking, oh, man, he's coming. To work. How am I going to pay him? This is all in my mind. You know, I've done production at this point in my life. So I'm trying to figure out, oh, okay, well, oh, thank you. I said, all right. Well, what are my requirements? She said, get him a good room and feed him well. He told oh, me to tell man. you. He told me to tell you he's doing this for his friend. Oh, get him a good room. I'm going to cry. Feed him well. He told me to tell you that he's doing this for his friend. Now, that was my in 
introduction into what it means to give honor to whom honor is due. That was yeah. my induction to understand what a friend really looks like. I'm, he said, tell him that he's doing it for his friend. No first-class ticket, no honorarium. I'm going to get myself on a plane. I'm going to take off, and I'm coming to Memphis to speak on behalf of my friend. You don't owe me nothing but to love me. I'm doing this for my friend. And that taught me honor. And that honor has really dissipated. You don't find people in uh, abundance. And it's very rare to find someone who will just hear God and say, for you I live, for you I die. For whatever you want me to do, here am I, send me. That Reverend yeah. Dr. E.B. Hill, I'm putting an honorable tribute to him, and I'll share more about that later. But let me uh, digress. You asked me, you asked me a question. I forgot what it was. No, you can't leave us hanging. What happened when he got to Memphis? When Doctor Hill got to Memphis, he was the most humble man that you would ever meet. I picked Aww. him up in my humble car, and we rode. And we talked. He didn't say, "Young man, you don't know what you're doing." He didn't say anything, but just listen. And that Orpheum Theater was at capacity. It was at capacity. The Lord gave me within two weeks a sponsor that did the underwriting. It was McDonald's. McDonald's said, we'll underwrite this. And for three years, they, they, they underwrote my tributes to Reverend Dr. King. The event uh, was well uh, presented. I was blessed to get a television network to uh, uh, take me into their studio archives. I said, I want to do a video back then of Reverend Dr. King. I do. I want to do a video tribute. They took me to the NBC local affiliate, and they let me for two weeks pick out any footage that I wanted, and then they turned it into a production. I wanted some of the local leaders to add tributes. I still have it. It's a beautiful tribute, uh, The Legacy. Reflecting the past, inspecting the present, projecting the future. Do you still so have I that want, video? I, I do. I have all the rights to wow. it. Wow. Uh, God brought me into honor, and that's what I want the audience to take away, how Reverend Dr. E.B. Hill gave honor to his friend. And I learned, yeah. and I'm learning that when we don't give honor, we're teaching dishonor. When we don't give honor, we're teaching dishonor. And because we don't give enough honor and value to life, life has been reduced to that of a rodent, to that of an insect. People will take a life out like it's nothing. It's no, it's no fort or uh, a strengthening wall of honor around the lives of people today. We talk bad, we talk negative, we treat people with so uh, great disrespect. And so when people get caught up in the heat of the moment, they'll just kill. They won't even think this is a human life. We have animals being treated much better than humans. People have pets that they value more than people value a life of a human being. And that's because of 
uh, the love, because of iniquity, the love of many has waxed cold. We need a cleansing. We need a cleansing of the nation. And the word of God is the only cleansing agent that can do this work. And what better time? Yes. So for 30 years you have been uh, giving honor. Have you ever been able to be around his family? Have they... uh, have you done absolutely. any more of those? Yeah, absolutely. The second year in Memphis, uh, the King family was not coming into Memphis because of the horrific uh, murder assassination of their father and the widow uh, living at that time, Mrs. Coretta Scott King. But because they uh, were introduced to the honor and how well we presented the legacy uh, on the birthday in 1990. In 1991, Martin Luther King III accepted our invitation, and he spoke uh, in a strong tribute to his father. And so that brought the legacy, yes, that brought the legacy of the son and the family back into Memphis with the honor. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just was, you know, uh, following a a guide, uh, a passion, uh, a blueprint that God was telling me to do. Now, uh, 1990, here we are uh, about 30 years later. I, I can see more clearly uh, why this day uh, God has ordered and ordained for us to truly focus on uh, lifting up the word that Reverend King gave the ultimate sacrifice. He laid down his life uh, that we could truly have a greater relationship according to God's plan for his creation. Yes. Well, I've got to ask you, let's go ahead and move on up to today. Currently today, you are a pastor of a church. Did you end up uh, taking on the family's legacy of the three preachers? So, yeah, How did my that father happen? Was- I wasn't living in Arkansas when my father took ill, and so I moved. I just came home to take care of him as a son. I'm thinking he's going to be strong. He's 70 uh, years old. He's going to fight this. He's a strong man. Right. But 70 went old. uh, He went from 70 to almost 72. So almost two years, I ended up just being a part of the expanded term, and God was transitioning me back to Arkansas. Because I, I, otherwise I wouldn't have come back. If he had died suddenly, I would have probably come and, you know, spent a couple of weeks and then got out of there, uh, out of here. Yeah. But uh, God, you know, he's way, he's much wiser than I am. I said, you tricked me that time, God. Here you go, getting my dad and holding him here, suffering uh, for my sake. Not because he did anything, but he suffered so I would be uh Guided to be by him as a son, but not thinking, oh, I'm getting ready to relocate here. There you go. So God got me that time. I just laughed. I said, because it had been my mother, seven sisters, they would have been there. But here he is, allowing my, and I saw my father suffer really for me and others to understand more greatly what it means to give your life to the Lord and dedicate 
yourself for the sake of the calling. And so it's it's a, it's a pretty interesting legacy route. Yeah. So now you your roots have brought you back home, and now you uh, pastor the family church now, and uh, you still honor Martin Luther King today. Yeah, the Legacy Church uh, that I pastor, Hunt Memorial Cathedral of Faith, I do volunteer pastoral work. We went through a lot. The church went under great attack uh, through religious uh, and other types of divide that I don't want to try to uh, share in such a small segment. But God has taught me a lot about love. The Legacy of Reverend Dr. King, the reason I have been guided to stay with it. Uh, it's a teachable um, lesson. See, there are many people who gave great sacrifice, and I say it this way, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. is not the one and only. When you look at the biblical records and you see men and women that God used who gave great sacrifice, but you see God yeah. through his word. The Bible could be called the Holy Bible, the Holy Word, book 1 through 66. This is God's Word. We would respect that. But why did God allow uh, those whom he created to have books in their name honor? Why did he do that? Why would God give Joshua a book when Moses was responsible for the first five? Why did he give Joshua a book? And Caleb was the first one to say, let us go up at once. So men and women are honored with works throughout the 66 books. And that's God teaching us how to give honor. If he's going to honor those that he allowed to do work and lessons, then the same God who did it in the biblical days wants us to put that in uh, motion today. So Reverend Dr. King, yeah. not the one and only, but he's the only one from the 20th century prophet, pastor, preacher that has a federal holiday that honors ministry. So we have yeah. an illuminating moment. But no, that's about us. This this day is for preachers. That's what we really want to let everybody know. Hey, look at what God does for his preacher. We got us a federal holiday. Right. We got, a, we got us a day that gives honor for uh, the work that God does with his preachers and ministers and pastors, that's what we need to really celebrate. Not just about yeah. Reverend, but he's the only one that has that uh, federal day of honor for ministry, and we need to own it. We need to own it and let the world know what God does when we can lay down our lives and work the works of him who has sent us. So yeah. your hours gonna go fast. Hey Ben, now Brian, I want to tell you. Okay, next week uh, we are doing another broadcast. Uh, at the end of the cleanse, we will do a uh, memorial at the MLK Memorial in Washington D.C. And then that night we are doing a broadcast with ministers across the country uh, coming together, and we're going to talk about ministry, Martin Luther King Jr. And each one of them is going to have a chance to preach. Now, Pastor, I am going to put my phone on mute, and I am going to give you the floor 
uh, to preach a word to the nation. Well, thank you, Dr. Uh, June Knight. Uh, Tonight, as we look at the eve of the making of a man, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., the making of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. was the message that Reverend Dr. Hill gave in Memphis. He talked about uh, several things that make a legacy strong, and it really starts with the seed principle. When you want to know what is going to be the outcome, it starts with what you begin with. And so when you have a seed, and I call these seeds destiny seeds, when God through his word in the cleanse, the word is going out, and that word is a seed that's being planted in the hearts and minds of God's people. God is going to plant dreams. He's going to plant visions. He's going to plant hope. He's going to plant healing. All of these come from the seed of God's word. And so these are destiny seeds that we're about to deposit, and God is going to water them uh, in this whole process. So when you have a destiny seed, there are five things, five principles that must be uh, adhered to. The first thing you do is to possess the seed, possess it. It's valuable to a farmer who has uh, a barn full of seed. He or she knows that that needs to be uh, well, uh, they need to possess it. If they're going to have a crop, get the seed. So the second thing you do after you possess the seed, because you don't want to lose it, you don't want to let it fall by the wayside, you don't want to let anybody come and take that seed from you because it's valuable, so you possess it and you protect it. You put it in a safe place until the such time comes uh, to plant that seed. There's a time to plant and there's a time to pluck up that which is planted. So number one, you possess it. I want a seed of love. Get that love seed. I want a seed of hope. Get that seed. Protect it. Don't let anybody talk to you out. Oh, that's nothing. That's just an idea. That's just a, a little dream you got. No, protect it. No, this is going to happen. And then at the right time, you plant that seed. You plant it. You plant it in good ground. Good ground. I'm, I'm, I'm just a few minutes uh, away from your program ending, but you plant it in good ground, and you nurture that seed. You water that seed. Hey, let me say, let me say something. Actually, the program can go two hours, so keep going. Oh, my God. Well, we have a conference call we're going to be switching to um, okay. at the end of this hour, and we're going to uh, right. talk about I can go a little bit uh, over time, but the, the destiny seed, when, when young people are, are in a worship service or their parents or their mentors are talking to them, uh, those seeds are capable of going into their mind like a garden, you know, yeah. and, and, and a garden uh, can have a bunch of weed seeds or it can have seeds that are intentionally planted by the sower. And so uh, when that mind is open, 
uh, it will receive the seed from the planter. And I just want to part. I'm going to just posture this for a moment. So many times we're letting negative seed, uh, junk, and uh, seeds of corrupt uh, uh, nature go into the minds of our young generation. And we've got to be wise enough to safeguard them, not let them just get their tablets and devices and just go all over the place. We've got to safeguard their minds because if their minds are not safeguarded and they are allowed to let all types of weed, negativity, uh, promiscuity, things that need not go into those wicked minds, then it's going to bring about a corrupt outcome. So I'm going back to the seed principle. Uh, You possess it. You protect it. You plant it. And you let that seed get the right nurturing. Put it in the right environment, the right community, the right family setting. You know a lot of families don't know how to uh, have a family dinner uh, and have conversation. You know a lot of those values have been removed from society. And so you wonder why the kids are growing up not able to communicate, not able to have relationships. It's because we let those seeds of love and nurturing stay in the barnyard. And sometimes we let them stay and they get damaged. Oh, I better conclude this in a timely way. You may not let me come back. So you possess it, protect it, plant it. And then at the right time, it will bring forth the fruit after its kind. And when that tree is growing up, I, I do need to give uh, one uh, real good example of protecting the tree. Yes. Please. So so, so, my dad has got about four acres that we had to take care of. And I was the oldest son, so I had to cut the grass. So, you know, we started off with a push lawnmower. So I had, it took me two days to cut the yard, maybe three, depending on when I started. So it was an open yard, and I could take the mower and push for a couple of days. Well, one day I came home from school, and my dad had bought a riding lawnmower. I thought I had my first car. So what? Oh, what, that's what, funny. <laughs> so. What would take me two days? Now I could do it in one day, and so for right. a few years I could I just would ride through the uh, yard on the lawnmower. My uh, friends from school would see me driving. Man, I'm just having a good time. Now here's the deal: a few years later, my dad goes out and buy maybe seventy plus pine trees, and he has them in the backyard when I get out of school. And we got to plant these trees. And I'm telling you, uh, I was so mad. I didn't understand what we were doing. I had to plant the trees. But here was the worst part. Uh, Now I could not cut the yard because I had to get off the riding mower and get back on the push mower and go around every tree. And I got so mad because I didn't understand that 20 years later or 15 years later that these pine trees were going to be a shade forest for the patio deck. I didn't understand. So you know what I did? Yeah. Some days I got so mad, I cut the trees down. I'd be, like, cutting close to it, then I'd, I'd cut a tree down. 
And that's what people will do when they don't understand the type of tree that God has planted in you. They'll try to cut it down because they don't know what it's going to look like down the road. Wow. Yeah, the unknown tree. And I I got in trouble. Why did you cut that down, boy? Well, I I got chastened. My allowance got um, cut. So I had to. He knew that when I went off to college and they were at home on the patio on a hot day in Arkansas, 100 degrees, he had a, a, a shade that he had created with a pine forest, and it would keep the, the patio cool. So some people don't know what you're going to look like, so they'll try to cut you down. So you got to protect yeah. that seed. And when that seed comes up and the tree is about to show what kind of fruit it is, the benefit. Then the fourth thing of a destiny seed principle is you will prosper from the fruit. You will you will you will produce it, number four, and then number five, you will prosper. So whatever your tree is, whatever your outcome is, let it become a five principle outcome. Final moments when the word is being sown, take it into your spirit mind. Don't let anybody come along and tell you that that faith seed is not going to be a reality. Protect it. And then when you start to uh, produce the outcomes of what you were enduring, you will prosper because you are a tree that is flourishing and your fruit will multiply. I believe the cleanse is going to bring a multiplication of good seed in good soil, in good ground, and America is going to get rid of the hate. America is going to get rid of the evil. We're not going to see people as color uh, only. We'll see people being created different but not to be divided. I see color. Yes, I'm not colorblind, but I see God's awesome ability to make us different but not to divide it, to celebrate the unique individuality exactly. that he has given all of us. Amen. That's what I said. Yes. Amen. So the so cleanse is about all bride, of it. Yes, tell the bride how they can find out more about the cleanse and sign up. So we need people from across the nation to go to mlkbible.education. And when you go to the uh, website, Go to the cleanse on the menu, the cleanse, and then you'll be able to uh, scroll down and see a schedule. You'll see a national schedule from uh, Genesis to Revelation, and then you can click to a state-by-state option. And you can see how you can do this in your home, Dr. Knight. You can do this uh, in your church. I'm believing that some pastors are going to catch this and say, look, you know what we're going to do? What we're going to do uh, is have a sleepover, or we would call it a shut-in. We want you all to come back. Let's stay in the church all night. This is a holy day. Let's uh, a group of young people, let's get uh, a group of our intercessors, and let's read our part. Some will be reading afternoon. Some will be reading in the evening. Some will be reading in the early morning hours. This is a 24-hour spiritual IV. What does it look like to go yeah. to the doctor and he put an IV, he puts an IV or they, she puts an IV to start getting the 
antibiotics into your system so you can get strong and well, and you go pulling it out. You go plucking out. You go tearing the, uh, pulling out the IV. See, there's a time to plant and a time to pluck up. So this yeah. spiritual IV is 24 hours, ordered by God. I believe it's going to be very symbolical and very uh, much demonstrative of yeah. the evil, the hate, the violence, uh, the multiple things that have kept us from truly making God happy. So the cleanse uh, on the MLKBible.education is how you can sign up, do it in your home, do it in a public municipal uh, complex. Let your church or your organization say, stand for Arkansas. I stand for Mississippi. I stand for Washington, D.C. I stand for Maryland. I stand for Virginia. I stand for Oklahoma. Yes, anyone who's listening, go to MLK.Bible. Sign up today. Uh, we'll, it doesn't cost anything to sign up. You can just sign up and be a part of a national cleansing of the nation through the washing, uh, with the washing of the word and the blood of Jesus. Well, you also wrote a Bible called the MLK Bible. Can you talk a minute about that? So the Bible is the Bible. It is Genesis through Revelation. I have the pre-release out. You can see more about it on the website. But what God did, you're going to love this, Dr. June. You know, the sport league and the entertainment league or leagues, they know how to promote their talent. You get a basketball player and you want to promote that talent, market brand uh, value and worth, you take that athlete and say, what about a pair of sneakers? Well, why don't we air Jordan, you know, so we could be like Mike? And so we'll spend two or $300 to uh, promote that brand. And they promote the brand so well that people spend millions and millions of dollars to promote that talent. The entertainment yeah. does the same. An actress, an actor, a recording artist, they get a, a fashion designer, they get all these different names, and we go, woo look, I got this brand. I got that brand. And so God showed me uh, when it comes to us pronouncing and allowing the talent of ministry to be projected, Reverend Dr. King preached the word of God. He was God's servant, God's voice. And there's never been a work that brings him to the genesis of his calling. Nothing could do this but the Bible. So God says, do a commemorative Bible to show that this was my servant. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, but I'm also the God of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. That was the God he served in 1963 when he went to the uh, nation's capital to give his famous I Have a Dream speech prophecy. When he gave that prophecy, he stood not under the banner of an NAACP or CORE or Urban League. Reverend Dr. King was a founder of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, SCLC. And he wanted everybody to know he was speaking on behalf of God. I'm not activating no law that's a, uh, against God's word. You come up with a civil law that says same-sex union. I never said same-sex marriage in the sense of embracing a false uh, 
ideology. It's impossible to have a marriage without two uh, people from the opposite sex. So I don't engage that. Neither did uh, right. Reverend Dr. King, and neither does the Word of God. So we cannot pacify people. And that's a lot. I, I can really dissertate on that. But what right. Reverend King did in 1963, he stood under the banner of the, organiz- of the organization Southern Christian Leadership. So he wanted everybody to know I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not yeah. about a civil law. It, it's a biblical wrong. The law of the Lord is perfect. Well, I'm going to stop right there. So we needed to take the understanding of the world doing great with their talent and making people want to be a part of what they're doing. Well, why are we not pronouncing this 20th century man of God who laid down his life? Why are we not saying that's the same God that in the Bible that he gave his life for? And somebody will see the correlation and say, if that God did that for that man, and he gave that type of sacrifice to help people, I want that God. I want that God for my children. I want that God. I got let you. love be without hypocrisy. I want that God who can show greater love. I want that God who's about love all of his creation. I want that God in my home. I want that God. Maybe it's not in my denomination. Maybe it's not in my institution. Maybe it's not in the culture where I came from. The three C's illiterate. Everybody comes into the world as a C child. They grew up in a C culture, community. But the culture may be wrong. The community may be uh, out of order. But the third C is Christ. When we can all come into Christ, the body of Christ, we become one. There is no separation. We can do all things through Christ, the body. Jesus gives a message. He says, I got to graduate. I got to get my matriculation. And he gave the matriculation uh, message. He said, Lord, I'm coming home, but I want you to do one thing. I kept your word. You and I, in spirit, we stayed together. So would you do one thing? He said, God, make them one. Let let them be one, because if you don't become one, you ain't going to make it. If you're discriminating, right. you think you're better than or lesser than, you're not one. And so this oneness is what love brings to the clan. Let's come together on the holy day. Let's hold hands and not just do it because of formality, but let brotherly love continue because brotherly – see, yeah. I'm over time. I'm, I'm going to have to stop. I get caught up like well, Jeremiah, fire in my bones. I tell you, you have what, to forgive uh, me. Would you have no, your audience listen. forgive me? Oh, of course they will. Listen, uh, I appreciate you uh, pouring out your heart to us tonight, and we cannot end this broadcast without prayer because we ask the bride across the world to come together in agreement for every guest that we have on the broadcast. And so if you don't mind, sir, we would love to pray for you, your ministry, and this vision. Amen. We need it. I need a lot of prayer, and we need a lot of love. Uh, this yes. is not something I can do. This is no. This is way bigger than me. It's not about me. It's about God in me, God in you, God in us. I want to get out right. of the way so God can have his way. And the prayer request that I'm submitting is that the people of God, 
to come together beyond any barriers or divide. We can all agree that God's word is sovereign and settled. We can all agree that to read his word is not saying I'm signing up for a parade, I'm signing up for a movie, I'm signing up for a film, I'm signing up for this. No, it's to sign up to read the word. You know, I was in trouble, but I said, you don't even have to pray about this. What do you mean? Uh, You don't have to pray when it's time to go to the restroom, do you? No. Just go. It's a part of your vitality. It's a part of your life-sustaining health. And so when we can say, I'll read for 15 minutes, sign up today. Yes, I'll get my family to do this in the home for the time uh, on the schedule, in in, uh, support of the word going into my neighborhood. I'll do this on behalf of my state to pray for my state being a state under God. I'll do this as a part of the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. I'll take Isaiah's lesson, and I'll say, God, here am I. I'll see that I'm a person that's undone, and my lips are unclean. I'll see that I've not done all that God has called me to do, and I'll say, woe is me, and here am I. You know, I better stop. I want to well, come back to I you. Wanna... Yes. Okay, Lord, we come together in agreement, the bride across the world. And by the way, I just want to thank all of my listeners overseas. Thank you for listening to WATB Radio. But, Lord, we just want to come together in agreement tonight, uh, lifting up our brother before the throne, Lord. We thank you uh, for his generational blessing that he has been a part of, the generational seed. Uh, that's been flourished over the years. And, Lord, we thank you that you ended up making his a very unique seed, Lord, and you want him to look the way you want him to look. And the bride is in agreement that he will be all that you have called him to be, Lord, giving him the tools and strategies he needs to accomplish his mission that you have called him to for such a time as this. Lord, I pray that the rest of his days will be the best of his days. Lord, I speak peace over his mind and over his body. Lord, give him sweet sleep and rest. And Lord, for this mission of the cleanse, we pray, Lord, that the church will be awakened for, Lord, 50 leaders across this country and then for them to gather six other people to come together and to cry out for repentance through reading the word and allowing you, Lord, to cleanse our land. We thank you, Lord, that you're the one anyway that deposited the seed inside of Mr. Hunt. So you are going to be faithful and just to finish what you began. So we're partnering with heaven today for that to happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, brother, it's been a pleasure having you on the broadcast today, and I look forward to being on here next week. Bride, next week we will have ministers from all over the country. Next week will be a very special MLK Holy Day night. Sir, I would like for you to just bless the bride. Would you mind praying for her real quick? 
Father, we we just thank you for your beautiful bride. We are the church. Yes. You're coming, yes. coming. And you said in that same passage that you gave the church at Ephesus, you're coming back for a church without spot, blemish, mm-hmm. wrinkle. Yes. That tells us that we have to be clean and have cleansing. Yes. So, God, for us to go back with you, we say, wash us over. Wash us again. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, Lord. whatever is not right in Arthur Lee Hunt, Jr., take it away. Let me yes, get under Lord. the fountain of blood and every sin and stain from me to those who are listening and those who will find out about this cleanse. God, yes, let us Lord. come to you as a nation of one, one nation under you and say, yes. God, clean us up. Put us in the cycle of your love. Yes, Lord. And love can remove and uh, clean a multitude of sin and fault. Yes. And so, God, wash us, as Isaiah said, that we might be white. We might be yes. uh, pure. And so, God, tonight we yes. say yes to you and that we will go into this cleansing uh, assignment, this yes. cleansing uh, anointing. And we will see ourselves being made whole by the yes, washing Lord. through the word and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Bless this great uh, woman of God and all of those mm-hmm. who are in her audience now and those who frequent and those who will come to know that yes, you've ordained Lord. her for such a time as this. And God, we bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, sir. You have a good evening. God bless you. God bless you all. Bye-bye.